0: Today is April 1st, and you're listening to Big Fish Small Pot here on the Fish Stripes Podcast Network. I'm Andrew Wardall, here with you on Fridays and Wednesdays throughout the season. And I'm going to take a moment to call you out. Might be one of those things where you feel like Mets owner Steve Cohen who took to Twitter in August of 2021 to say, it's hard to understand how professional hitters can be this unproductive. At face value, it makes sense. If you hit 300, you're good. Ted Williams offered that analysis of his own. It's the only field of endeavor where a man can succeed three times out of 10 and be considered a good performer even the greats kind of recognize the limitation on the type of success that can be expected within the sport ted williams also offered the advice think don't just swing think about the pitcher what he threw you last time up his best pitch who's up next think with the prerequisite that you have to be able to hit The fastball to play in the big leagues and ultimately offering that the key to hitting is just plain working at it the very real work ethic needed to be one of the game's best thinking through those parameters put forth by ted williams himself it isn't a surprise why good hitters are so rare Looking at Fangraphs, totally a tangent, but their team positional rankings are out this week, and I really can't recommend them enough. They're a great read just to catch up on every team, every position grouping. Some good, like, insightful analysis there, too, if you're trying to, like, catch up on that, like, kind of analytical edge of baseball. And I found myself checking them out today, checking out re. 24. It's a favorite statistic of mine. Run expectancy in the 24 base out states. Rather how many more runs a player produced when compared to what you would expect in a random situation like your like stratomatic dice roll of a player. That was in the 24 different on base situations like A runner on 2nd and 3rd being a situation, or two outs and a runner on 2nd and 3rd being another situation. You totally get it. All 24 of those possibilities, it's how a hitter actually pushed the game along. It's a stat that punishes you for grounding into a double play or a force out and rewards you for moving the offense forward better than a dice roll probably would. It puts a lot of offense in a single number. At the top of the leaderboard for the last couple of seasons, you find Juan Soto, Freddie Freeman, Bryce Harper, Fernando Testis Jr., Jose Ramirez. It's exactly who you might expect. At the top of the team leaderboard, the Dodgers, the Rays, the Astros, the Braves, again, exactly who you would expect. What's really interesting about this stat is how few hitters have a reliable output looking at 2020 and 2021 at hitters with at least 30 plate appearances to weed out the small sample sizes and those players that kind of just were fluky for a year and not like provenly good over time 265 of 703 hitters have been better than zero in RE24. So like 37% of Major League Baseball hitters have been better than if baseball were random. Just like a baseline. Um, Looking kind of like what would be like a good hitter, 10 runs above random, over two years, which really like doesn't sound like too much of a baseline to be like a good hitter. That's like five runs a year Um, doing those numbers, you see that 146 of 703, 21% of Major League Baseball hitters have been good in any meaningful way over the last couple of years. You know, that they can hit the fastball, they can think with, like, a full awareness. They have that work ethic over years. So what if I told you of those 21% of like good hitters over the last couple of years, Miami was set to field seven of them. And that doesn't include Jazz Chisholm Jr. or Jesus Sanchez. And it's totally fair to recognize that I'm looking at both 2020 and 2021 numbers to talk about 2022 hitters. Certainly leaves out some of those developing players that we might be talking about as good hitters in November, and maybe some of those past performers might drop off, but everyone in that 146 has proven themselves over time. Their talents are not flukes. If they are, they were certainly more than just good for a year. You're talking about a player that was at least great for a moment. And comparing those individuals to those teams, it's that meaningfully productive batter that's the key to winning games. And if you're looking at the past and present, the Marlins have a realistic shot of fielding nine impact bats in 2022 putting them well on track with your dodgers braves and astros you're really like who have been like traditionally good teams recently your rays are also in there too so it's like kind of just like a whole whole group of who's who and obviously like, you do have to prevent the run as well, but it's pretty undeniable at this point that this team has been built to hit. And I think that might be its own big fish worthy of a full small pot, even without actually getting in to the regular season yet. Certainly we'll see how it goes. A leaderboard only says so much. Baseball happens on the field. So today, 1.05 p.m., Marlins will be facing the Houston Astros in West Palm Beach, as we are now one week out of opening day. For the pod, I have been Andrew Wardall. I'll be with you next Wednesday. We'll have some pod between now and then, so definitely keep a lookout. We'll certainly be back to your ears before then. And keep your eyes on fish stripes to see the latest. Should the team still add something more to the roster? Very coy about it, certainly. I know nothing about it. But anyhow, talk to you next week.